Hi, I'm Jennifer. And I'm Matt. This podcast is your regular dose of uplifting, inspiring, and motivating life changing tips and success strategies to help you create the wealth, health, lifestyle, passion, and prosperity for your own life that you want to create. Welcome to the Prosperity Project. Welcome to episode 27. Now, today we're talking about failing. All right, failing? Yep. I think it's about time, though, we talked about actually failing successfully, failing with purpose. Okay, so let's have a look at what failure is. So I think that failure sometimes we define incorrectly. Mm. We look at maybe a failure and broaden it too wide for what it actually is. Okay. So I see failure as where the thing that you set out to do Mm -hmm. in the Mm -hmm. short term you didn't quite achieve. Absolutely, yeah. That doesn't mean you are a failure. Mm. It just means you didn't achieve that one thing. Mm. But it also doesn't mean that you can't achieve it long term. Absolutely. So I think we need to definitely make sure that when we look at failure and labeling something as failure, because that's got such a heavy weight to it. Mm. Mm. And actually, we need to look at it as a, a maybe even a glitch mm. rather mm. than a failure itself. So if you set off and say, today, I'm going to do a 5K and I'm going to run it in 25 minutes or mm. less. Mm. If you don't do it on that occasion, but you eventually do it, mm. then obviously you've not failed in the task. You just failed it in that particular scenario that you set yourself. So I think that when we're looking at failure in the areas that we are today, yeah. we're definitely looking at that setting the short-term goals and maybe not achieving them first time, but actually seeing the opportunity that comes from it. I think a lot of people are scared of the word failing or failure, right? I think that's why it's so brilliant to cover on the podcast. I think we hear the word failure and we make it completely personal. And it should in somewhat be. Failure means not successful in the thing you set out to do. Or you've maybe, you know, risked having um, humiliation. Or, you know, there's a lot of emotions with the actual failure that you've then got this emotional baggage that comes with it, right? you tend not to really mind the failures that are private. You tend to actually mind the failures that are in the public eye or your friends know or your family know. And that tends to be the failures that could put you back years and years down your progress or just completely stop you in your tracks. I actually think that the ones that are public are the ones where you feel either most embarrassed about oh, or you feel the most challenged with. But actually, I think failures in total, whether they're private or public, mm. it's the cumulative effect of doing something Mm. and failing at it that then has you believe that you can't succeed at them. Mm -hmm. And that's why this podcast today, How to Fail Successfully, Mm. is about how to spin those failures into something different, Mm. how to make the most of a failure, how to see them in a different light. So rather than feeling like you become a failure, absolutely, actually you can spin it and just see a failure for what it is, which is in that instance, you didn't achieve what you set out to do. But you can do something different with that. You can set new targets. You can attack it again or whatever it is you Mm. want to do with it in order to find something successful out of it. Absolutely. And if you're listening to this podcast, I guarantee at some point in your life, you have failed in your definition or somebody else's definition of failure in something. This is part of the human nature course. And I'm really excited we're going to cover it. And I love, 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 Matt kind of deep dived on this topic in the prep. I love the fact that you spun it around and see how can we look at this as a positive thing? Because guess what? 
It is. Everything in life has a positive outcome. You get to decide the meaning for everything. And we really hope today's episode will allow you the next time you come up to a setback, instead of letting it define you and being stuck there for, you know, years or even the rest of your life, we hope that that failure that you experience is then the set up rather than the setback in your life. So let's look at having a failure. So I think that when you fail at something, either you found a way that something doesn't work. Yes. Or you found that something doesn't suit you. Mm, Or you've set your expectations in the wrong place Mm. for that particular exercise. Mm. So if you've never run before, I mentioned the 5K thing. If you haven't run and you decided that you're going to do a 5K in a particular time Mm. and you have no frame of reference, you could fail on that amount of time absolutely because you don't know any better but i would say that that's not really a failure that's just poor information to start with yeah i think if you set out for a 5k and you realize that you absolutely hate running <laughs> again i don't see that as a failure i see that as a success because you found somewhere you don't, that something you don't want to do <laughs> you found something that doesn't work for you yeah. you can spend your time in other places yeah yeah so i think that when you look at it in that regard failure is often just an opportunity to do something mm. to reflect on it and to pivot your direction mm. to either set mm. yourself better objectives or to change your direction entirely mm. so we've both failed mm. i guess in the standard definition so yeah. when we started off the um, clothing business that you did yeah, for a little so, while yeah, yeah. Let's talk about so that. So that particular business was basically drop shipping clothes we've mentioned it before on the podcast yeah, yeah, yeah. I started and it, yep it probably um, made a very small amount of money, maybe broke even. It was kind yeah, of close yeah, exactly. to that kind of point. I didn't really try, though. No, we know you didn't, this. I didn't, you didn't really try. try. I think that ultimately it was difficult to try to get to take off. Mm. I didn't believe that it was somewhere actually that was going to provide, I guess, a sustainable business. Yep, yep. And ultimately we didn't put the true passion behind it. But I'm not sure whether even if we had, we would have got the results we'd be looking for from it. So we did that for a little while and we closed it down. Mm. Now, by some people's measure, the fact that it's a failure, by our measure, it's a piece of experience. And also it cost us some time, but it actually ended up not costing us any money Mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. it probably about broke even, maybe made 10, 20 hours. It really wasn't um, profitable at all. But... It was a great learning experience for mm. things that we've done. And I think that that's the thing about failing successfully. When we look at that particular activity mm. as a business idea and venture, mm-hmm. it didn't succeed. Mm. But as an area to gain knowledge, experience, other thoughts, other ideas... Mm-hmm we took an awful lot from it. Absolutely. Yeah, so that was the first. And that idea, I've talked about it on the podcast before, was because I wanted to make a passive income. My first time at thinking about how can I build a business, an online business outside of my day job. And actually, as I've also shared multiple times, you know, it wasn't my first business. I had a coaching business before, but that was obviously active time management. You had to be there to make money. And it taught us a lot. It taught me also about stuff that I didn't want to do. I didn't want to be involved in physical products. So I know that I much prefer electronic products where there's no shipping, there's no dealing with goods, all that kind of stuff, inventory management, all that. It's it's not a failure. It depends how you define it, right? And that is absolutely key. And I was just thinking there was a fantastic quote by one of the CEOs of IBM. His name is Thomas Watson Jr. And he once said, the fastest way to succeed is to double your failure rate. 
Okay, the fastest way to succeed is doubling your failure rate. I guarantee if you read a lot of autobiographies by some of the the most successful men and women, maybe of the past 100, 200 years, I guarantee their journey would not have been one day they decided on an idea five years later they got there. I guarantee it would have been, oh, well, I went down this path and then I went down the next path and that went, oh, you know, everybody's journey is going to be so different. And, you know, I really do believe, I talk about the light bulb. So, you know, when, is it Thomas Edison? I keep forgetting. Invented the light bulb. The story is that he made 1,399 ways. I'm sure that number comes out different each time you say (laughs) it. No, but I think it's 1,400. I think it was something like the 1,400th attempt. And he just said, well, I figured out all 1,399 ways not to make a light bulb, right? Well, that's the that, so interesting thing. It. Actually, it's, it's about just knowing that a lot of the failures and hiccups and mishaps you have along the way mm. are part of the journey towards what's Absolutely. right. So the thing is, when you're trying to achieve prosperity, which is obviously mm. what this podcast's about, what we're trying to help the people that listen mm. get to, and also what we're working towards mm. and getting more of in our own lives, and it isn't about doing the right things and having everything line up smoothly. Yeah. It's about refining what you do, refining what you have, and ultimately failing along the way mm. so you can eliminate those things that don't work for you, yeah. that aren't right for you, and that don't give you that joy. Mm. Actually, you want to fail. By that process <laughs> of elimination, yeah, exactly. you're left with the good stuff. You're exactly. left with the stuff that works, where you've got skills, where you've got passion, Absolutely. where you've got talent, where you've got the time even. Absolutely. So I think you need to fail a lot so yep. you can just strip down. And the thing <laughs> is, how many of us have ideas about, oh, I'd like to do this one day. I'd like to try that one day. Mm. Oh, I'd like to go here. I'd like to, whatever it is. We yep. have a list of things that we keep talking about. <laughs> and it would be lovely to go out and just say, you know what, over the course of the next month or two, I'm going to attack as many of them as I can. Oh, I oh, that sounds like a challenge. Matthew that is a challenge. Jameson, maybe go we do should do that. <laughs> attack all those things. I bet you from a definition point of view you will fail probably 40 percent of them oh more than that more than that probably minimum will be 40 percent that you'll fail but the reason that you'll fail probably majority of those ones that you do fail is because you actually realize that they weren't for you Mm, mm. and that's the great thing elimination of stuff that you've kind of i guess baggaged your mind with as a Mm. one day someday oh what if i wrote a book what if i started a (laughs) podcast what if i start a video you know what a lot of people say to themselves i want to start a youtube channel yeah and the moment they sit down in front of the camera and they record they say i don't like this (laughs) it's not for me well Well, great great. (laughs) because now you've suddenly learned that that's not for you you don't want to do it maybe actually you thought of an idea of writing a book yeah but maybe you prefer to rather than write a book maybe you prefer to do a podcast or do audio but there's a ton of different things that you can do in the world but activate those ideas yes and allow yourself to get them wrong because also i think the next step when you're trying to fail successfully is be comfortable with Mm, failure mm, know that it isn't a defining characteristic of you just because you do something and maybe you don't get the outcome that you're looking for Mm. actually learning to fail is a skill set which Mm. is so valuable for a lot of people and I think more people need to put themselves out there rather than having that fear of failure Mm. almost have this embrace of it Mm. knowing that it's going to take them to the next steps of where they want to be by just allowing it to happen where it's going to. Mm. There's a prosperity analogy that I love to teach about and you mentioned upon it just there briefly it's basically like you can 
produce more prosperity, more joy by decluttering your life, deciding what you want, deciding your goals, what's your, you know, your route right now, forgiving yourself for past mistakes. We really, really struggle in that area. That is a huge thing. If you can learn how to and work on forgiving yourself, forgiving others, forgiving situations, forgive, you know, we don't live in the past, right? And then the opposite of that is, is just getting really clear so that you can then go forward and up level, right? That's the whole point of this podcast. That's the whole point of life you're meant to go and expand. So I'd really say, do what Matt is saying, you know, write that list, that dream list that you keep saying, oh, one day I'll do that. Put it on a list, take massive action towards it. And if you decide that you're going to give it a month and then you know what you're going to give up, well, at least you'll know after a month if you're passionate or not about it. And that goes for everything. Like, don't think about closing your closet or, you know, did I say jobs or anything? Like, really give things your full attention. But if you find they don't light you up, then maybe it's time to think about decluttering and taking steps another way. Maybe that's not the thing that needs your energy right now. Actually, I'm going to go off on a slight tangent. You mentioned closer. <laughs> so I think, as, as a sideline, and I guess this is trying the things that you think to yourself, one day I'll get around to doing and then either you fail or not. Go to your wardrobe and throw out some stuff. Love and if it. you've got some stuff in there where it's saying to you, well, I'm not sure if I'll wear this or not. You know what? Wear it tomorrow. Absolutely. And, and the thing is, if you're working from home, then if you've got this <laughs> ball gown yeah, exactly. that you've, that you've not up. worn ages and you're not sure if you like it or not, Wear it. Wear it. Exactly. Because I, you'll know. Either it will light you up when you've got it on, <laughs> even if you're just going around doing a bit of housework and working at your computer. You know what? You'll be the dressiest person on the, the work Zoom calls. <laughs> on the Zoom call. Exactly. I love but it. wear the thing. Wear those shoes where you're not sure whether they're comfortable or not, so you keep so avoiding good. them. So good. Put the damn things on <laughs> and then just totter around and see how you feel. Now, yeah. you might feel like a bit of an idiot because you're wearing it in a circumstance that's not right. Didn't but also, everything. you might not have a ball gown, right? You might have just some <laughs> random top or bottoms or whatever it happens to be that you've not really bothered with and you've ummed an art or maybe they cost you a bit more money mm-hmm. and you're hanging on to them. So put them on. Yep. Wear them yep. for a day. If you, I guarantee you that you'll know the answer within five minutes of putting the things on <laughs> yeah. as to whether they should go or not. And, and that, I think, applies the same to this failing. You write yourself mm. a list. You probably know which things you're actually more passionate about mm, what you're not. Mm. But what you can do is the same as the wardrobe declutter. You can try things on. You can know whether they work for you. Mm. And then you can put things into part. Like You can just shove stuff into that pile mm. of, nope, not doing that. And then you end up whittling down what you actually like mm, to mm. a much smaller, much more manageable and much more achievable list. I think that a lot of us don't action things because we've got so many things we want to achieve. Absolutely, yeah. And imagine, we're just stuck. We're just stuck. Exactly. But imagine if you had a list of 20 things you'd like to get on with and like to do and you did a bunch of them or you dipped your toes into yep, a bunch yep. of them and you actually got that list down to 12. I know. It'd be, it'd be life-changing. Then, suddenly, then suddenly you can say to yourself, hold on, these 12... I can actually find ways to fit in. I couldn't fit in 20, but my list was never really 20 because these eight were rubbish that (laughs) I'm either, I've got no skills for, got no passion for or whatever. I just had on my list Mm. for for no reason, really. Absolutely. I was just thinking there as well, there's a great phrase. It's basically, you know, any goals we set, it's because of the feelings we want to create in our life. So often you'll have the goal of writing a book because it's actually the impact, the sense of contribution. You start a podcast, you want to lose weight because you want to feel sexier, you know, more alive, more energy. And it's not the end goal. So sometimes we get stuck in failure being this real bloat to our system because we forget it's not the goal that you're actually working on 
it's the person you become in the process. And and as I've said a lot of times, the, the setback that you think it is could actually be the setup for the thing that you actually truly are meant to be or want in your life. What if the, the, the suckiness of what you're experiencing was then your pot of gold that somebody else can understand the journey you've been on? They can then get over the hardships in their life. You learn the communication skills. You learn that you're stronger than you think. What deep dive into all the good. There's also, a, a, Tony Robbins talks about, you know, um, his family background growing up was very violent and things like that and you know he actually says quite often to people right if you blame your parents or this person for everything bad in your life equally you've got to give them credit for the person you've become that's good so if you've gone the opposite way so you don't beat up your kids you don't you know smack talk you're not a drug addict right you've got to actually thank them because for the because of what they chose to do you're not like that and that's a powerful way to spin it even when the suckiest and the most painful situations there's always something you can say well wait a minute that actually I can turn that and I can have power over that experience and when we're talking about prosperity I'm going to really again Matt's gave a fantastic suggestion with the clothes I love it start trying on your best the stuff that you're holding for another day when you feel ready you know when you feel that you're thin enough when you feel that you're rich enough start trying on the lifestyle that you want now start failing at it because then when the money comes in or you get the body you want well you're going to be so much more experienced in the stuff that's going to really add you know weight and experience and delight to your life because you've already tried it on right now so actually when you mentioned kind of your ideal body and things there mm. weight loss is an area that a lot of people struggle with as far oh, as failure and I think the reason for that is you're not failing successfully. When you fail successfully, what you do is you take that failure and you isolate it and you say, right, what I did on that occasion with that technique and that timing and that focus and everything else didn't work. But as I said before, you don't want to make a series of failures define you as a failure mm. because otherwise you go into the next thing you want to do expecting to fail because Bingo. you've labeled Bingo. yourself Mindset. as a failure yep. so yep. you fail at things and therefore the person that's maybe been on four or five diets well the next one's not going to work absolutely, absolutely. but actually the, the thing about diet is every diet works yes every single food plan which gives you a calorie deficit Bingo. works yep, yep, yep. every single one and if you think i'm wrong go do some research anyway it doesn't matter you're wrong it's calorie 100%. deficit. If you're at a calorie deficit, <laughs> You'll every diet works. Yeah. The only reason a diet fails is because you don't adhere to it. Absolutely. So then what you need to focus on is finding a diet that you find easiest to adhere to. Mm -hmm. So you see some people going to crazy diets with mm. kind of green shakes and nothing <laughs> else going on, everything else. Well, if I was on a diet, I couldn't possibly do that. I'm not really good with green things at all. <laughs> so therefore, putting it all in a shake is it's not going to work for me <laughs> by any stretch. But every diet works. You have to find what works for you. So what you've done, if you've been on a series of diets before and you've mm. not found that successful, you're not a failure. You're not bad at dieting. Mm. You've just not found the system that works for you. Absolutely. So then what you do is you say, right, well, actually, then this is where you fail successfully even better, is you focus on why did I fail? Mm, mm. Analyze the failure. 
work out the reasons, work out the bits that did work for you and then the bits where you fell down. Mm. So if, for example, you're on a particular diet, but then you found that there were some treats in the cupboard, well, maybe you make sure that there are no treats in yep, the cupboard. Yep. Maybe you try to bring your whole household into the mindset so you don't have these things lying around that can tempt you. Or maybe you don't go for the green shake diet. Maybe you just have the things you love, but you have less of it. There's lots of ways to achieve something like that. And ultimately, it's just you need to get away from the mindset of you being the failure. Absolutely. And actually just the process you used not being right for you or potentially your commitment not being in the right place at that time, which you can change. Another powerful thing is set yourself up. So if you're trying something new, think of the ideal goal, focus on that. So again, the story, if you're driving a car, um, if you're in stunt school or, you know, you actually do like your advanced driving test, when you're dealing with those skids, when they're trying to actually teach you how to get out of skids, they'll say to you, do not look at the wall or the side of the road because if you look at it you will go into it you look where you want to come out you look in the direction where you want the spin to come out you look where you want to go the same as on a motorcycle so when you're riding a motorcycle you're going around a corner especially if you attack it a little bit too quickly Mm. if you focus on the edge of the road and you're getting close to it Mm. you will go that way you focus on where you want to go Absolutely. and everything will follow. Absolutely. So I would say the best thing you can do to feel successfully is not focus on failing. Go in with it with the ideal outcome set and firm. It all goes back to having your faith in yourself as well. Like decide what outcome feels best. And then every day, every time you do an action towards it, keep that focus. It's usually the moments you let self-doubt come in, you let other people's opinions come in, you let the world come in that then distract you from getting there. And yes, the goal might be the ultimate destination, but you're less likely to fail in the wrong direction by continuing to focus on what you actually want the outcome to be. Visualize, affirm it, write it down. All these powerful tools, use them to their full potential, particularly if it's something you really, really want to make sure you achieve. And the other thing is the best thing you can give yourself is get enough leverage behind yourself for getting the goal. So leverage is just a fancy word for saying, I have to associate so much pain with not achieving this thing that I will absolutely scour for the, you know, the light bulb. I am going to make sure when I've tried over a thousand times that I'm still turning up and finding it. And that is simply saying, if, you know, if I stay still, what will life look like? If I still have these eating habits, if I still smoke, if I still don't exercise, what will the ripple effect be to my children? What will it be to my loved ones? embrace that failing badly so that then you've got leverage to make sure you do not want to go near it so another thing i'd say is failing actually makes you more interesting (laughs) everyone loves a story so think about all the movies that you like to watch all the books that you read whether they're autobiographies or whether they are fiction you start off with people failing along the way, getting it wrong, making hiccups, and eventually they overcome the odds and they get to where they want I to be. I thought of Rocky when you were just talking there. Yep. <laughs> so there's failure along the way. It makes the story more interesting. And as an individual, 
if you fail at something or your journey is scattered with bits and pieces that didn't work out the way you wanted, but you found your way, it makes you more interesting. Yes. It makes the stories and the experience you have more interesting, which also means that you're in a position where when you come across other people that maybe have got challenges, that you've got more weights behind a more narrative, Absolutely. more stories, yeah. more experience in order to help them along. The one thing though you want to avoid, I think, is if you have had failures, you don't want to let your failures define how you speak to other people. Mm, so if mm. you haven't found the right formula for yourself for weight loss, for example, mm. you shouldn't be saying to someone else who's maybe trying something you've done before, oh, don't bother with that. That's no good. It, you'll never succeed. Because yeah, yeah, it may be the right thing for them. Exactly. You can't let your failures define you, yep. but you also can't let that define how you advise and get behind other people. Mm. I think what you need to do in order to be in a good position to advise others you need to have found your success in that area mm, mm. and then you can share your knowledge. But also I think that by the time you've gone through a few failures and have found your success, you're also aware of the process yes, yeah. and what's involved in it. And you can actually get to the point where you're not saying, oh, a green shake's bad, mm. but you're actually saying, well, green shake might work for you. This is what worked for me. Yeah, this is why yeah. it works. And actually your narrative just becomes a lot fuller and a lot more complete. And then anything that you say that may be not quite supporting a process mm. has something to it rather then nope it just sucks and you're not going to do it absolutely i was thinking there about the stock market was a great analogy to illustrate that so with the stock market you know how people day trade okay so people mm -hmm. actually decide for a living nine hours ten hours a day they're going to buy and sell it's that a very quick interaction buying a stock when they think it's underpriced flipping it when it's worth a little bit more and day traders do what they do because they believe long term they will make losses, but their profits will pull them up, okay? So, like, they're okay with 95% of their stock picks losing money when they flip them round, but because, actually, they will get it right, you know, 5% of the time, and that will make their portfolio seem that they've made 10% Yeah, no, or normally you find that the losses are quite small, but the gains can be significant. But they're doing so, they so many out, times, right? Yep. Yeah, exactly. Whereas, you know, a lot of people will imagine that as part of the stock market and say, oh, you know, that everyone loses money. You know, there's a statistic that says, oh, 76% of people in the stock market will lose money. Yes, that's because those people are losing money as default, it's they're waiting on the lucky breaks coming. The opposite way to invest is not to day trade, but to long-term invest. And you've got more predictability. You're picking long-term. You're not flipping multiple hundreds of stocks a day. You're picking one every month. You're picking 10. You're picking two. So you see very different strategies. Well, how do you know as somebody who's losing weight, you haven't picked the day trading method, the one that does require you to win and lose and win and lose? What well, actually if the other person's trying the long-term? strategy that you've not quite got round to and I think with anything it's definitely all about being respectful that everybody else is on a journey yes absolutely warn people like if they're going to make bad mistakes you have a duty to warn people but sometimes as long as they're not going to do something really really crazy to themselves or others sometimes even as a parent you have to say right I need to let you make a mistake a little bit because actually you making that mistake and seeing the consequence and the fallout, I know that then you're going to use it as your success story after all. And that's probably the hardest bit of being around people and people you love, right? 
Absolutely. I think that going back to your point about day trading, yeah. I think if you sell that job, it's going to be quite difficult at first mm. to see all this money being lost. And actually, that goes the same for any kind of failure. I think the more that you set yourself in a position where you can fail often and it, it then loses, I guess, its scariness. Mm. Um, and then you become better at it. You become more resilient to it. And then you become more willing to try. Yeah. And yeah. that's the interesting thing. Once you're not scared of failure anymore, because that's the thing that sets a lot of people back. That's where mm. we don't do things. That's where we don't step forward. We don't shine the light on ourselves. We'd yeah. rather sit there where we were in the comfort of our lives as they exist right now because we fear failing. And we want to avoid it at all costs because yep. it can be painful. But the more you try things, the more you fail, the more you realize that it's not the end of the world. Mm. And the more resilient you become, the more used to it you become. And the more you're willing to actually put yourself out there in positions of trying stuff. Mm. And the interesting thing, and again, like the day trading, you put yourself out there, the more risk you take, mm. the more potential reward you get. Yes. Now, I'm not an advocate of day trading, mm -hmm. but when you look at that principle, if you're willing to put yourself out there to try the things that you want to try, mm. to give things a shot, to push yourself out of your comfort zones mm. and to try to lead the life that you ultimately want to, to mm. achieve that prosperity that you're looking for, yes, you might find things that don't work for you along the way, but if you get used to them and you realize that those little knockbacks aren't that big a deal, mm. you're going to be so much more willing to do it yep. and you'll find your way to the places that you want to be significantly faster mm -hmm. than sitting still and that and that's why i said earlier on just attack those things in your head mm. that you want to do whittle down that list because some will not work for you some you'll fail at because you did it badly mm. but if you like the outcome enough you'll go back into it slightly better informed and mm -hmm. you can try it again Absolutely. and what you'll also find is all those things that you failed at that you actually want to do you're not going to be a setback as you thought. Worst mm, case, mm. you're in the same position as when you never started in the first <laughs> place. So at which point you've not lost any ground, but now you've gained knowledge. You've mm. gained experience. You know what not to do. Mm. So you can go at it again. And even if you don't get it right that time, all you've done is found another way it hasn't worked. You're mm. probably still not further back than when you started. So at which point you're now just even more experienced. You're mm. in a better place to mm. find that success. Absolutely. I was just thinking there in past weeks as we record this, there's been the US elections. So my next point would be, if you do fail or lose in life, perhaps look at how other people have failed as an example not to be as well. You know, failing with success should also be failing with grace and with integrity. We think about the US election, right? It's you, probably you the classic way not to fail in life. You don't want to be finger pointing and blame. Ultimately, no. if you do fail, you want to look at yourself and say, what could I have done better? Absolutely. What could I have done differently? And actually, when you talk about looking at other people, that's another area that you can fail successfully. You mm. can look at others where they've done things and maybe found their way to success mm. and see how they grew from the challenges that they've had. And mm. that's why sometimes reading some of these business autobiographies and watching some of these documentaries about people, you'll see that life is littered with what other people will class as failure. If you just yeah. look at that yeah. one element in a silo, and assume that that was their full story. So they grew up, whatever, and they had this one failure. And imagine if they stopped. Mm. Then they failed. Then someone like Richard Branson wouldn't mm. be where he is. He would have had that first business idea, didn't grow to anything significant well, at all, 
And then what if his story stopped there? What if mm, he then mm. decided to just go and work at a standard day job mm. and that's it? Then <laughs> <At> McDonald's. <laughs> well, then he failed at being an entrepreneur. Yeah. But that's the thing. His story didn't stop at that point. And that's where I think a lot of us can be limited and not live that prosperous lifestyle because we have that failure and then we stop our narrative. And ultimately, if your autobiography stopped at that point, then of course it's going to look like it's poor in relation yeah. to where you want to be. Absolutely. So that's why you carry on the narrative. You try something new, you pivot, you adapt, yep. and then you grow to the person that you want to become. Absolutely. And then also you just grow in your own journey, right? I totally believe, especially with prosperity, the greatest things you can do as you grow in your own life is focus on your internal wisdom. So what insights are you getting? And that'll be also insights about the experiences you're having. What are the higher level good that I can take from this um, out of any bad experience? But then also following your own path. Remember, just failure defined by who? Is it failure because of the plan you thought you would have in your life? Or is it failure based on somebody else's definition of your life? So make sure you're setting the terms for actually how you want to live life. Stay true to that. Listen to your own intuition that will guide you. But go after those feelings. You don't have to be a millionaire. You don't have to be a, well, everyone will end up probably being a millionaire. You know, we all earn probably a million pounds over our lifetime, whether we realise it or not, if you earn a UK standard standard wage um but you don't let the definition i must be a billionaire i must be um you know have five houses all over the world it could well be that you feel particularly led that being a mother or a father or a sister or an aunt is right now the success profile for you don't feel that you've failed just because somebody else tells you that you should have by now had an online business or you know during lockdown you should have had a six-pack I think you should be looking after your health and your well-being but don't let somebody else's definition of failure make you feel less than you are for me I think my definition of prosperity is ultimately when you can live day to day week to week month to month and you're rarely looking at what's coming up or looking at yourself in the mirror, or looking at the life around you and saying, oh, I'm not looking forward to that, or that sucks. Oh, that's huge. Yeah. If you can be in a position where you're not thinking negatively about what's coming up tomorrow, mm -hmm. or trying on that particular clothing in a shop, <laughs> or yeah. how your kids are going to be when you pick them up from school, or, mm -hmm. or whatever it happens to be, if you cannot think negatively about those things, that's a prosperous life. And Absolutely. it doesn't make a difference what your bank account says. If you're not getting towards the end of the month and thinking to yourself, oh, geez, I'm not sure whether I can make it through. Mm -hmm. If that doesn't cross your mind, then in my head, you're prosperous financially. Mm -hmm. If you're getting to the point and you're never thinking to yourself, oh, I'll work again tomorrow, mm -hmm. then that's a prosperous career that you're living because mm -hmm. you're not being dragged down by it. Mm -hmm. So I think that rather than looking up the way for prosperity mm. look at where you are and let's just try to cut out those things that you you i guess don't look forward to mm. and see if you can shift those to things where you feel good about them or mm -hmm. at least don't feel bad you just feel yeah. like yeah that's that's all right you know if yeah. i had to do this for the rest of my days if i had to look <laughs> like this for the rest of my you days don't settle though don't settle there's not, no i'm not saying settle but if someone said to you right now this is your life for the rest of your days mm -hmm. and you said nah no, I don't want that, then do something. Mm -hmm. And if you need to fail along the way, 
then good for you because you'll gain a lot of experience, a lot of knowledge, a lot of skills and a lot of stories to tell your kids in future. (laughs) Yeah, so to finish off this podcast, we're going to give you three takeaways that I'd love for you to embrace on how you can now fail successfully. Fail knowing it's part of the journey. It's not the setback, it's the setup. The first thing is Matt suggested, I loved your suggestion in this podcast today. You know, wear the good clothes that you've got in your wardrobe. Not even good, just the ones that you avoid. Yeah, exactly. The things in there that you say to yourself, or maybe one day I'll get into that, or I'll wear that, or or that cost me a lot of money, so Mm. I'm not going to chuck it out. Because you know what? Even if you've got a pair of trousers that cost a thousand pounds, if you're never wearing them, Mm. that's a thousand pounds. It's just it's just wasted. It's gone now. It's it's as valuable to you now there as it is if it was in the charity shop or in the bin. Absolutely, absolutely. Because you're never going to wear it, and if no one else wears it ever, it doesn't. It's not worth anything. Mm. So it really doesn't matter. So whatever your reasons are, chuck out the obvious (laughs) and those things that you um and are about. You feel like oh, I really can't let that go. Well, then wear it. Yeah, exactly. Parade around and wear it. <laughs> and if you find to yourself and you say, oh God, I don't like this. Well, great. Now you've got an answer. <laughs> and if you find that you really love it, well, good. Now you've got something to throw in the rotation. Exactly. The second thing I would love you to do is write a B list. Don't think about stuff you want to have. You want to have that car, that home. What do you want to be in the next five, one, two, three years? Ooh, what I, like would you, I know. What would you like to be? So write down stuff like your health, your well-being, your integrity, your values, how you would like to feel. It's all about, you know, what would you like to be the person oh, you so, like so to be? Oh, so not I'd like to be in a Ferrari. I know. <laughs> I'd like to be As a person. healthy. I'd like to be kind. I'd like to be, you know, giving, all those kind of things. Do that. Then look at that list. And I want you to write a second list and all the stuff that you feel inspired to declutter in your life in order to feel like you'll work towards that B list. So all the things that you do or you may be you know, involved in, people, are, people around you as well, that's huge. Work you do, books you have in the house, clothes you have, everything that doesn't feel like it ties in with that B list. So let's say if you're healthy, well, currently if you're eating two or three takeaways a week, maybe that's something you need to declutter. Declutter doesn't mean get rid of completely. We just look to make it better. It's mindful de- decisions. Yes. So that makes sense. Yes. So the person and the life that you want, the person you want to be, the lifestyle you want to have, well, do the things that you have today fit that? And if they don't, then it's time to declutter those things to work on maybe those friends that you have that aren't the kind of friends you'd want to have at that point in your life or those habits those foods those clothes those everything that you do basically just start to ponder about what can be whittled down Mm. because they wouldn't be there if you were where you wanted to be yeah and the reason I say focus on declutter is because the more that you get rid of things in your life you then allow other things to fill your time you al- you allow I'm not saying rush out and make stuff happen but get like allow yourself to sit with maybe the little bit more space in your life whether it be there's less clothes in your closet less food in the cupboards that you know that don't really add up to lifestyle you want there's maybe you know less demands on your time because you're being more mindful about when you're working just allow that decluttering process don't fill it up yet just declutter and it's one of the greatest things you can do because I've no doubt failing is part of the journey however it's your decision 
for the lesson that you take from it that will change your life. You get to decide, is this a thing in my favour or am I going to allow it to put me backwards? It's all completely your decision, nobody else's. So I hope today you've really enjoyed this podcast. I knew it was going to be a great one. I could tell it was going to go deep. Yeah, I've enjoyed this one a lot. I've really enjoyed chatting about this. I think when it's topics about mindset and prosperity, we could talk for hours, couldn't we? So if you have enjoyed, please do leave us a five-star review on your favourite platform you're listening to us. You can also hit subscribe so you hear all the latest episodes. If you have enjoyed this double act of me and Matt, you can find us on YouTube. We have a, a YouTube channel called The Kempson House. I have one that talks about money, personal finance and investing. It's called Mama Furfur. I've got a book and all you know all those kind of wonderful things as well. So you can there's more information about us if you look on my website, mamafurfur.com and I believe on denimbanana.com as well. Yes, We've got is. our full repertoire. Um, so yeah, thank you so much for listening today. We will be back very soon with another episode. Why not check out the previous ones? But thank you so much for listening. And we'll speak to you very soon. Bye.